Greg, how are we taking a break from Wonder Woman? We're taking a momentary moment. Like we'll from, come back. Yeah, we yeah, always you know, do. We always it's do. Not, it's not like we're leaving Wonder Woman forever, but you know, Wonder Woman finished up with the airy stuff, and and so uh, it felt like a good place. Uh, we said we're going to go a little bit further, more through George Perez's first whole storyline, but I feel like we got through the first story arc. Let's just say that. Well, I, I'm going to say, I, I, I mean, I, I, I am with you on that, but there, I think it's just more or less like you don't want to see someone get saved because you dislike the character. I come on. I wouldn't oh, say that. I know you didn't say it. You didn't have to. Everyone that's been listening has already heard it. Five it's, or six it's fine. Times. Well, well, we might talk about another character today that I kind of like and kind of dislike. Oh, really? You, you more likes and dislikes all in the same? All I right. don't know. I mean, it's well, I mean, there's, you know, it, we're going to cover one issue of this. I don't think we're going to go in, but there's more to the story. Right. And so, again, when there's more to the story, it's like I'll probably give a little bit more context in there, but. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, we're, we're going back. I, I'm going to, I'm going to shock all, all one of our listeners right now. Oh yeah. We're going all the way back to August cover date of 2015. 2015. Yes, folks. We're doing a comic book that is less, well, approximately six years old. Six years. When you told me the title, I thought we were going back even further. No. No, no, we weren't going back to image comics. Um, but there were a couple runs of the character. I, I did enjoy it. So we're going to look at Midnighter number one here um, by not Joe Orlando. Don't get yourself confused. OK, but by Steve Orlando and uh, ACO and Fajardo Jr. So there's our team. Okay. And uh I always assumed it's ACO. I've never gone and researched the artist's uh, actual pronunciation. I've always just said ACO. Uh, do you know any different there? I do not know any different. Um, I that's a that's a good question. I I wish I had had something to go on that was a little more. Uh, I don't know. Had had more information to give you, to feed you on this, but I, I don't. Yeah, I, well, it looks like uh, ACO drew some. It looks like Hugo Petrus Rochelle Rosenberg, hmm. um, known as ACO. Cool. And uh, apparently, there's something that you would like. I was looking up a little bit of information on the fly here because I did my research on Steve Orlando last night, and of course, not the artist because that's so Dan. And he drew a Nick Fury comic with James Robinson as the writer in 2017. Oh, wow. And uh, it the title of, here's why you like this, the title of the article is Artist ACO Storenko's the Hell out of New Nick Fury <laughs> Comic with James Robinson. Nice. <laughs> and I wouldn't say he Storenko'd the hell out of this one. Mm. No. I guess I, I can see a little bit of it. Some. But not all. But I, I mean, do like. I, I, was, I do like. I like uh, it. I was delighted. Yeah. I, you know, like I found the 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 art like in the story. I mean, I'll just say, I, I was 
it was a it was a nice jump from what we've been reading. So it was de- it was definitely like a definite shift. <laughs> yeah, it's a definite shift from it, for sure. It's not George Perez. <laughs> That's for is sure. what you're saying. It's yeah, not it George was... Perez, but it's not bad. No, um, it's it's darker, it's grimier, and, and it yeah. probably should be for the way the story is written. Yeah. Um, and so. Uh, we don't have the authority today. We don't have uh, Midnighter and Apollo. We have just Midnighter. Just Midnighter. Uh, and so, uh, well, before I get kicked off of, of all media, we have Gay Batman today. What? A yeah. gay Batman? A gay Batman. Gay violent Batman. A gay violent and, Batman. Uh, yeah. And, you know, before you call me a hypocritical old white guy, you know, I'm gay too. So I'm going to call him Gay Batman. And if you don't like it, don't listen. There you go. I, you know, when you, when you said we were going to read this, I was, I, I, I was like, I remember this being something that, um, in all, like, in all honesty, in my younger days, I don't think I would have picked up mainly because of the, like the, the, oh, I don't know if that's a book I should read, but I'm glad that, that we've grown so much since. When, when you say younger, do you mean like late thirties? No, I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, like in when the when when the uh, when the original book series came out, like in the nineties. Sure. Yeah. So, like when when you're when the original like the image books came out, and you're like, oh, am I? Is this you know? Like you're just sitting there like thumbing through books on the on the stuff, and you're like, oh, this is a little racy, a little edgy. Yeah, you know? and I said the authority. I what I meant was Stormwatch. Stormwatch, to be clear, the Weatherman. <laughs> I did One have Stormwatch books, though. I had them. A little um, bit of Wildcat action. I mean, yeah, it, it was definitely. This is definitely not a like uh, those like a lot of the, a lot of those books had a lot of. I mean, being ultraviolent, other stuff like that, but also just in the between the the cladness of the costumes and some of the other things. I mean, for a person that was on and off living with grandparents and other stuff like that, yeah. I don't think I want to have a comic book just hanging out, laying around. Well, and these were also <laughs> these were also in the second volume of Stormwatch. So, um, Midnighter and Apollo appeared. They were creations of Warren Ellis, and it was gay Batman and Superman for all intents and purposes. I mean, mm-hmm. guy dresses up in a dark suit. And other guy gets his powers from the sun. Mm-hmm. That's uh, it. Seems very that that's a story all this time. <laughs> and of course, this was uh, the much ballyhooed or hated, depending on your perspective. For me, often hated New Fifty Two. Uh-huh. Um, this was Midnighter's first appearance in the New Fifty Two universe. Um. A lot of these were designed to be long runs. And of course, we've got the the whole Jim Lee universe piece, too. So uh, we're looking at characters from that universe written by a lot of different people. But these are characters that Jim Lee brought with him to DC mm-hmm. uh, when he split with Image. So you're getting like all these different things that if you don't have any of those uh, backgrounds in, you're like, oh, well, what's going on? But you had some really great writers writing Stormwatch and the Authority and, and some of those books too. So I mean, you you get uh, 
let's see. Uh, well, I know Warren Ellis did it, of course. I'm trying to... Uh, Gareth Keep Well, anyway, now I'm going to mess Gareth it up. Gareth Ennis? Yeah, I thought... Ennis? Um, <laughs> I'm going to mess up his name, too. Warren Ellis did it, for sure. Mm-hmm. I thought Keith Giffen did some. Um, but anyway, I'll have to go back and look. There's there's my lack of good research leading into this podcast. We're, we're on here to do... Obviously, you all know I do research and read sometimes, but really, you know, for... Uh, I don't know if celebrates the right word, but it's, it's June. Yeah. Keith Giffen did do some Grant Morrison did some. That's where I was going. I was trying to confirm before I said it was Grant Morrison. Uh, that yeah. it was actually Grant Morrison on the authority, but there was the authority. And then of course, you know, we had, uh, Stormwatch, uh, which was, and even Stormwatch was, you know, just a direct sort of like dark version of the justice league. They worked out mm-hmm. of a satellite, you know, they ruled over the earth. It, it was almost like if, if, uh, in, in some ways Stormwatch, and of course I know some Stormwatch fans, if they listen, will tear me up on this, but it was, to me, it was almost like Stormwatch was like, what if the justice league went wrong? You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I mean, it, I, I, you got I sort of wondered about that, you know, if, if you, if, uh, and by the way, we're celebrating June Pride Month. Yeah, at least I am. I got my. I, well, I've got my. I, I've got the hat on that you gave me. Oh no! <laughs> I, I I'm wearing my underwear hat. Oh oh, <laughs> that is what you meant by your underwear hat. I thought you were really wearing <laughs> underwear as a hat. No man. <laughs> yeah. So sparkly and pride filled. Well, I'm sure the audience really wants to know that if I order enough sexy men's underwear that I get a free hat. And I gave that free hat to Greg. And I wear it sometimes Greg when I make videos, it. when I play it's video like a games. Rainbow, rainbow it is, trucker hat, basically. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> it's it. not something I would have worn. Uh, but Greg <laughs> loves it. And so I can't deny it. Yeah, it, there was going to be a fight over that, I think, between I, you and my roommate. So I know. And, <laughs> and you would have lost if I, I hadn't given it to you. I would have lost for sure. I'm pretty sure I would have been put into some sort of uh, like a leg lock submission hold or something like that. And I probably would have had to tap out unless I passed out. And then the hat would have just like I would have woke up and there would be no hat. Well, we are off to into I think it's interesting to. Uh, why do I pick the so first question is why yeah. do I pick this book right why well, do I pick you this, pick book this book because Steve Orlando was nominated for GLAAD awards for writing this book oh. so uh, for two both Midnighter series so I do like to approach it uh, one of the other pieces too I think that I get and there's some controversy here and I I, I will bring it up as we kind of review the book but it's like it's interesting because if you if you kind of look at it in the respect, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna make two points okay. and I'm not gonna back off on them. One is that it's interesting because Apollo to me was always what somebody would consider a traditional gay man, right? Like a stereotypical, not traditional, excuse me, but uh-huh. I mean stereotype, right? Yeah. Uh, whereas Midnighter was supposed to be sort of the balance. So I thought that was interesting um, and not stereotypical. So when you read this, it's interesting because you don't really get the sense that he's gay and until he's with men. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I kind of enjoyed that right when I read it because it was like, oh, so gay people are just normal people except 
they're gay. Whoa, that's a weird concept, man. Normal what people? A, what? Right, you should write people as people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> without writing them directly to their sexual preference, right? So, yeah. and it, it kind of also um, reminded me of, this reminds me of the show, um, and of course I draw a blank because we're in the middle of a podcast, and hmm. so showtime show. What's showtime and show? Uh, is it uh, six with feet under? William H Macy. Not not six feet under. Uh, shameless. <laughs> shameless reminds me of Shameless. Okay. Yeah, and it reminds me. He reminds me of the Mickey Midnighter. Reminds me of the Mickey character in Shameless a lot too. Uh, and okay. I think there's some parallels there too. So if you're big fans of Shameless, I'm a huge fan of Shameless. I need to watch the last season because I didn't want to start watching it. And then it goes away and then I'm going to run out of time because it leaves Amazon for free on the 30th. And I started rewatching Queer as Folk because, you know, that's what I do in my spare time during Pride Month. But yeah, like, um, it's, it's watch interesting. It <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Shameless is a, is a great, I highly recommend it. At least the American version, I can't speak for the, the UK version, but the love the show. And it's just a, I don't know, shameless. It, it's interesting. And you're going to see some plot parallels too. So I don't want to spoil the whole plot of this book, but shameless is about a family on the South side of Chicago and they just never seem to make it out of poverty. Mm-hmm. And Always uh, up against the, the, the wall as it were. Yeah. And it seems like no matter what they do, they're always stuck in. And so, I mean, at least for me personally, there's a lot of messages in that show that ring true to me in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not like I grew up in abject poverty, like I always had a house and everything, but the notion of moving up classes, right? Like, can you move from the lower middle class up? Mm -hmm. And they never seem to be able to. Um, And so it's just interesting. And then the kind of family obligations that come with it. And so... Right, right. In reading this book, too, I think there's a lot of parallels. So I guess what I'm doing is if you like that show, you might like read these book. books. Yeah. <laughs> or um, vice versa. If you like this book, this book you might like go that back show. and watch that show. Yeah. Damn it. Now I'm going to have to read both and watch both. Well, I, I think I think you would like Shameless. I can't speak for the other member of the household that controls the television with you. Oh, yeah. No, grandma would totally dislike it. <laughs> grandma 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 might like it i don't know <laughs> grandma likes all the soap operas she might oh, like uh yeah she might like it she probably uh, would so anyway we're into midnighter number one we've got this weird cover it's interesting because there was a lot going on around these times with uh dick grayson and spiral uh-huh uh and it's weird that you have sort of the spiral symbols behind Ah. Um, yeah, it, anyway, it looks sort of like the spiral symbol behind him on the cover. I thought that was interesting. I I would say if, if you knew nothing about Midnighter going into this and you saw this cover and you were like, dude, it's like a Batman, but he's all bloody. Like he just like totally like put somebody six feet under. I'm going to totally buy this book. (laughs) <laughs> I think the the other piece about uh, ACO's cover is there's no, uh, yeah, it, it, there's nothing left to interpretation. Like if you pick this up and then you were like, man, I don't like blood and violence in my comics, then that's on you. <laughs> yeah, it's on you. <laughs> 
Well, we flipped to the first page and because I'm not a scholar, we'll go all the way to the first page, though there is an advertisement for Bizarro. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. And so. And then the alt cover, which is this am this am the worst comic book ever. Are you unready? So, you know, there we go. Yeah. And the alt cover is cool, too. So uh, he's fighting lots of what I would call very 90s image comic book villains here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. They, um, they, it is like just a scat of them. Just it's like their like works threw up all over the cover and then they were bad. And and the the total splits formation with the power punch to the down and the up. Oh, punch. yeah, it's a it's a pretty like, I don't know, like I try to well, see. I, if- I don't know. I, I, I just want to say as a gay man, I just don't too know too many men that can actually make that position in real life. <laughs> it's I it's got to be. I mean, I need to be critical of the cover here. We wouldn't want to put people in poses that they can't do in real life. I mean, I could imagine maybe a little less with the outwardness of the legs. That's a lot of leather, though. That's, yeah, and that's, I mean, that's tight. Yeah. And so, you got the, the, the things on the shins, and that, I mean, they just look like it would it would hinder movement. <laughs> it seems like it would hinder movement. So, well, anyway, while anyway. we're here, <laughs> and we made it to the God Garden, I have no idea what that is, so... It's the good garden. <laughs> I mean, I kind of know what it is, but yeah. Um, if you're reading this for the first time, I don't know why you would know what this is. So I feel like we probably need to build some context in the story. It would just be it's a it's a you know it's a floating garden tonight, and we're reading this as if we read it for the first time. Yeah. So uh, we've got a character here with gray hair, sort of. I know, looking like. I don't know, a cross between the movie version and the comic book version of Dr. Strange's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Okay. Kind of. I, I, I feel what you're going. All right. Yeah. I, I can feel it. Oh, but I know what Durlins are and Durlins were definitely not in Jim Lee. So we're definitely in DC. Okay. Um, she has a Durlin bio grenade. Do you know who Durlins are? What's a Durlin, Dan? You don't know what Durlins are? No, what's a Durlin, Dan? Oh, well, Durlins first appeared back in Adventure Comics. And the first known Durlin in DC Comics was a character called Chameleon Boy, who's in the what what group uh, do you think he belongs to? I, I, is it Teen Titans? Oh, no, no, he existed before the Teen Titans. Oh, is it is it, it, it would it be uh, the Legion of Superheroes? It would be the Legion of Superheroes. And then the uh, Durlins were retributed, retributed, retro, retributed. No, retributed, retrobooted. Thank you. <laughs> or rebooted. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, rebooted. they weren't really rebooted. They were, but they were given a, a their 20th century origin came in the series Invasion. Uh, written oh. by Keith Giffen um, and Keith Giffen of course has ties to this universe as well who as a writer former writer on the authority and so here we are uh, with the Durlins and the Durlins were uh, basically uh, the way Giffen and Paul Levitz portrayed them in Legion and then how Giffen later or portrayed them in the 20th century very violent race uh, their planet was destroyed by nuclear weapons and then anybody who survived uh, 
gain through radiation gain the power to shape shift shape shift uh-huh. um so in this case um and some of the cool things they they would do is they would like uh when they were written into the 20th century this was never shown in the the 30th century of the 31st century which is ironic but the drones could uh, like form a spaceship like a whole bunch of them could get together and make a spaceship like oh, a bio crazy. spaceship yeah kind of kind of uh sort of like uh battlestar galactica kind of ask right yeah. it's kind of cool uh, Battlestar may have stole a little bit from that, which is fine. I like um, it. I love it when people steal from people. I'm not saying this is a bad thing. So anyway, a little bit on Durland's here, and we've got the bio grenade. And uh, she says, whoever you are, however the hell you got in here, uh, it ends now or we both die. And he asked for a door. No. And... A door appears and he kicks her in the face or kicks the grenade. Oh. And then a door. Okay, some doors move around. Um, and they have a nice big fight. And he hits her with something he doesn't know the name of. Maybe I'll call this a neuron nuke whatever and knocks this person out so we've got this person with all we can see is that they have glasses and they walk through these kind of teleport through these kind of cold door things and mm-hmm. that's our action sequence and we have no names of any characters is that correct so far yes correct okay just want to be clear i don't want to jump the gun on the story and then we see the woman floating through a door and she's thrown into space that's not so good no. And so here we go. Um, she's floating in the space and uh, that's bad. Yes, bad. You don't do so well floating into space. No, space is bad. So tell me about this page. Tell me about the transition. So we've had a massive transition and I'm going to shut up for a minute and let you explain as a storyteller what you would do here. Oh, he's gonna drop it on me so you have this massive like uh page of amazing like person floating over what appears to be the earth through a light door and then boom into uh into what appears to be a uh, a nice dinner is that what you're talking about yeah, I think it's it's a really interesting transition, right? We have a very dark scene. <laughs> yeah, and then and then we have, uh, I guess, at the top of the page, it, it appears that uh, like we've got a, um, it, I, it's broken. It, like what we have with that that lower portion of the page is broken up by a, uh, um, a social media, um, chat box, uh, I dialogue i'm not sure it's like uh you know some dialogue going on uh with with some with two people talking about some stuff so or you know like a a person's profile and then some uh some some text on the side from a word bubble so it's and you can see some stuff inside inset i guess i'm assuming that's just what we're reading that's a little blown up but it's kind of it's interesting because it uh you go from that dark, that dark page to to this, or to that top page, top, top panel, to this like you know nice nice sit down restaurant dinner, 
looks like there's yeah. there's people having uh you know it's very light in that sense right you gotta people all around enjoying an evening yeah and it's it's interesting here so it's uh and he's on a dating app right is that what it is? I wasn't sure if it was a dating app or if it was like social media, of some sort. Because that's the thing. Like, I don't know what what all these things look like. So, you don't know what the dating apps look like. I don't because I'm don't. I'm not. It's fair. I'm. Well, I mean, it, it, <laughs> I guess it's generic for, enough. It I've could been be social media for twelve years, thirteen. I mean, years. I guess it's generic <laughs> enough that it could be social media, but. So yeah, it looks to me like it, like a Facebook or like a, like could have been like an old, uh, Instagram or Tumblr or, you know, cause 2016. So it's like, is it, is it Tumblr? Is it Pinterest? Is it, I don't know what this is, but it just, I mean like, okay, cool. It's got all the person's likes, dislikes, whatever, you know? So it just looks like somebody poking, pop, popping into somebody's profile and just reading all the stuff that you see on, on somebody's information on their more about so-and-so to me, but yeah. And I, I like the dialogue too. Wait, wait, uh, midnighter doesn't stand for Mitch. <laughs> so he's, he's not hiding his identity here. Yeah. He's just like, no, that's me. <laughs> yep. And, uh, so he's trying to say he's a superhero. And anyway, I, I, the honesty, like that's just in the, in, in what this person puts out there in their, in their profile is very much like, uh, you know, just like new in town, like, you know, chronically new in town, uh, flexibility for justice. <laughs> like most people be <laughs> have had butted an alien. Yeah. Small things. Well, and it's like, and and his friend who we don't have a name for yet either is is commenting on that. It's it's interesting too. This is right around the time that DC editorial made a terrible decision in my mind. Okay. And then they did it again later. What was that? Uh, Because they just did it again. Like Bendis did it again. Um, They, uh, well, they decided that everybody should know Superman's identity. Ah. And then later they killed that Superman. And brought back the actual Superman from the other universe, <laughs> and then let everybody know that Superman's identity. But they killed the other Superman because they'd ruined the story by making his identity out there. Well, these are these are great ideas. No, they're not. <laughs> no, you know it happens. So, uh, and he says his job is aggressive anthropology. I guess I don't get the joke. I I, I mean I th- I know I read the series before this, but I don't remember and I, I don't get the joke. He's an anthropologist and he's aggressive about it. Sometimes when you're when you're working in the field of anthropology, you have to crack some heads. Yeah, or, I think um, I think the interesting part here too, well he senses something and says get down. So I know Midnighter has like a, a chip or a deal in his brain. I'm sure it'll get revealed in a second that mm-hmm. gives him almost like a spidey sense. And that's yeah. why we're getting the kind of circles around him. So that's how we can differentiate him from Batman a little bit. You mean he's not the beast from a like power sense? The, the best detective in the, the world? Well, <laughs> just... here's the problem. Well, he might have been at one point, but you we know, don't know. Let's, let's turn the page. 
Well, no, he may have been at one point, but as soon as they brought him into the problem with bringing Midnight or Apollo, the authority Stormwatch, everybody into the DC comics is that uh, like if Stormwatch is an analog for the Justice League, uh-huh. right? Um, who, who, who is DC comics going to choose to be the real Justice League? Well, the Justice League, of course, but you could always have the Stormwatch and like Stormwatch and kind of like, uh, you, you would have, I, I know Travis and I have had this discussion. It would just be like having shitty Justice League. <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah, and so, but it's like, if like having a if JV team. separate, if they're in separate universes, though, yeah. you can have them be awesome, right? Yeah. But the minute be. they're in the same universe, yeah, you've got to pick one. So you're not going to pick your back. I mean, it's this, and, you know, it's interesting too. We're covering this. I, I feel like they did the same thing, and it'll be interesting to see what they do now, right? But I felt like they, they sort of did the same thing with Milestone comics. I felt like those why the, those were great stories, but I felt like that's why they didn't catch on. Right. Yeah. Because um, it's like, OK, well, it's like we'll make the black version of the Justice League. OK, we'll make the, you know, new violent version of the Justice League over here. Right. Mm-hmm. And so once they're in the same universe, then like once happens? Icon is in the same universe as Superman, once Apollo is in the same universe as Superman, yeah. You have Superman. Yeah. And I, 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 I think that's like to, in one way it's, I think by having, and, and this is just from my own perspective, I mean, I'm sorry to derail before we even get on the tracks too much, but like from my own perspective, like when you're creating an IP and it is singular and it's out there and it's standalone I think that's what makes it great and unique. And then when somebody, when whoever you've like, if you've emulated something in order to give your IP enough of that understandability, like, so if anybody reading goes, Oh, this is this an analog to this thing that I love. And that makes sense because I understand that uh, just enough that it's, it's, still enjoyable and still agreeable in their, their, their headspace. Right. And that's why creators create that way. But as soon as it, as soon as that IP gets bought up by whoever to bring into the fold, like you just said, it, it, it loses all that. Um, or, or let's hypothetically say you work for both major comic book companies and then you create an analog, say, of the Justice Society of America and their <laughs> offspring. And then your sh- comic gets bought by, say, Netflix. And then the show is canceled after the first season because you're an analog of other stuff. But it gets a spinoff. And that spinoff is still... In production with its... Because Mark Miller needs more money. (laughs) He didn't get enough the first six times. I know. Uh, And and you're aware that Mark Miller wrote my single least favorite story in all of comics, right? Story, you know, not total total story, I would say. Wasn't it? You know, he wrote Civil War. You're aware of this. Yes. Yeah. 
But then he redeems himself with Kick-Ass, at least kick the first one. We're not going to go like the spinoff and the new one and all that. But mm-hmm. yeah. But so. that, and, but I think that's like, again, that's like where something like that, like the, it, like what I'm saying is like Kick-Ass, like a, a story like Kick-Ass is. Wonderful. Wonderful, unique in its own right and enjoyable and it's telling a, 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 a story that understandability wise, the origin story is similar enough to three other stories that we know, but you can still appreciate it and enjoy it. Right. Because right. of but those when things. you do a indie book about Superman, Wonder Woman and their kids. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, great. Awesome. But. The funny thing is, though, I read I I read the first six issues of the comic and they were not what the TV show was. So I, uh, I'm interested maybe in going the TV show the did comic. anything. It made me more interested in going back and reading more of the comic story arcs to figure out what in the world happened after the first five issues. Well, that's where that's I, I, I think that's and not to again, we, we've derailed before we even got on the tracks too much. But I, that's the great thing about having a podcast like this is where we can find things like that read and watch and discuss. Well, I think we are going to derail though, because we're going to flip to the next page and we've got a group of people. Who are these people? I have no idea, but they're yelling about, they're yelling about the country harboring terrorists and blah, blah, blah. And your social um, justice is nothing. And because more than treason, because you're harboring terrorists, Medora doesn't, recognize the law and then somebody gets up and says no freedom in modern Medora you filthy pig and they killed the guy and he's dead mm-hmm. okay yeah I w- I'm confused because I'm like I thought they were in Oakland I don't know what this all is about I'm- I don't know they just teleported to Oakland apparently apparently uh, Medora separatists hang out in Oakland Wait, I mean Oakland the hotbed of harboring terrorism yeah, well, I mean, Bay Bridge, that thing is dangerous. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, I, well, there uh, is additionally not to, not to, well, I don't even know how far I want to get into that. I, I will hold my additionally comment until I see more of the pages of the book. The, like, I, I will say that the, the, the way that this kind of like the light effect and everything like that how it all spins out is pretty cool and they electrify they light up that guy so i'm imagining they have like pulse weapons sure well let's flip to the next page and find out because we're going to see her fire a pulse weapon in the sky which um unfortunately we're not getting any kirby crackle anymore but no it's straight uh, up we are getting some freaking beautiful art yeah it is pretty epic and there's like steak and 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 carrots on the floor I like the muted, like, a sepia kind of tones. Mm-hmm. Like, did I get the term right there? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's really cool. So it, it has that feeling of like, I, like when you when you're over, like everything's overexposed. That is what it looks like when uh, like when you when you're staying too close to fireworks. And I've yeah. I've done this in real life all too many times. I've I've been to fireworks <laughs> displays where a fire like a giant board of fireworks has exploded um, twenty five feet away from 
uh, Anna and myself, and we were like, "Oh, we're gonna die. We're gonna we're gonna die right now," because you know this isn't this is this is this. Like I looked at her and I was like, "This is not how it's supposed to be going." Well, and she's you know, like, what, what do we do? And I was like, we, we, we duck. Um, but yeah, no, like everything just kind of just poof, turns into, well, a, I think it's about to get bad for these folks. Now, oh, my one yeah. question is why didn't midnight or spider sense go off? And it, it's like, it, I know they haven't exposed it in the book, but it's like a combat computer in his brain technically. So it's oh. not spidey sense. Um, that's how he can be so smart. And, um, uh, anyway, so, yeah, she's like threatening them. Uh, we can turn your guts into jello, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So we, we flip the page. It, but the important thing I want to draw you to is Midnighter's yes. just chilling out. Everybody else is freaking out. His date's freaking out. Uh, there are carrots and steaks everywhere. And, and mm-hmm. he's just sitting there uh, back to them, ignoring yep. them. Kind of like, yeah, do I got to do this? Yeah. Because like you, you, when he when he's sitting there and the, and it does this pan in on or not a pan in but like the that scene the panel opens on him you see him sitting there with like a like looks like an overnight bag and now it's all making sense. <laughs> yep. So you flip the page and he opens the bag. He pulls a his little hood on so he can be Batman. So he just okay. And then Batman's out. she's. She's yelling, cowards die, unknown Medora. I guess she's the terrorist, but she was chasing the terrorists. I, I don't know. I, most terrorists are freedom fighters, and most freedom fighters are terrorists. I don't know how it all works, but this is, even, this is okay, a so, prime so example. We'll say, this is a prime example. On this so page. we'll say characters lighting up the restaurant with energy weapons. Yes. And then all of a sudden we see a knife through a wrist, which is super attractive. Always feels good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's gonna and hurt he says, tomorrow. keep talking loud. Targets are easy. And then we see a lot of violence going on. But it's all muted because mm-hmm. of the way the art is. But the way the art's drawn, you know, lots of bad stuff's going down. Oh, yeah. it's I, I love these, like, cutaways where you got a um, like an overlay of a photograph that's an X-ray on top of an image of a person who I'm imagining was just like broken a minute ago. Yeah. Well, and then we get the next page. Medorans, uh, what's your motto? Adorable threats, glass jaws. And so now we just got Midnighter standing in the middle of the room, assessing the situation. He's like, mm, he yeah. calls them the human equivalent of irritable bowel syndrome. Not fun. I he's know. like, I've already fought this uh, fight a million different ways. So he's using his combat computer there. And uh, he lets them know I'm the Midnighter. And by the time you realize the sentence is way too long and my eyes have healed, you know, you're not surrounding me. So he was blinded, too, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. And he's arranging them, he says. So here we go. And he just starts destroying everybody. We get a lot of fight scenes here. I will say this, that, that piece of dialogue harkens back to, it feels like, it feels like Rorschach and the Watchmen. Who is an analog of? Uh, (laughs) Well, you got to really dig deep there. Do you remember who he's an analog of? Who is he an analog of? Well, 
Who who is he in Analog of? Have you forgotten our previous episode about the Blue Beetle? Oh yes. Who is in backup stories for the Blue Beetle? Backup stories for the Blue Beetle. The question. Ah, uh, the question. So the, and who is the question in Analog, a combination of the Shadow and, and the, the Batman. Yes. So you know you just you follow the analogs, and of course you know because Watchmen has the two Batman analogs, right? Like yes. you've got the question who is like a Batman analog of kind of like the shadow, the mysticism, the covering mm-hmm. the face, and you've got of course the Blue Beetle, who's the Blue Beetle is interesting because it's more of the recreation of the Blue Beetle was Ditko making that Spider Man, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was interesting, and in, when you get to uh, Watchmen because the analog for Blue Beetle ends up being the Owlman, right? Yeah. So, yeah. With this cool or Night Owl, ship, Night, Night Owl, Owl, not the Owlman. This, yeah. Owlman is is Court of Owls. Earth Three villain. Yeah, dif- different, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's just interesting. With but he has all the gadgets. It's like the the Night Owls, you know, got all the gadgets in the ship and everything, right. and then the gritty version is. Is Rorschach. So yeah, we've yeah. got a lot of that here. Yeah, you, you got a lot. You got a definitely. I mean, a lot of characteristics from from those. I I I like it. I'm not. I just I I just felt like when I was reading it, I was like, mm, okay, tasty tidbits, tids and bits. Well, and then the question is Rorschach straight. That is a question. I haven't read the new series yet, so I don't know. I haven't either. But I are mean, you where Tom King just did a Rorschach? Maxi, I I had seen some stuff going out there that he is writing something that I hadn't. It's not, it's not something that I was like, I gotta read this. Yeah, well, it's definitely something I've got to read. I'm just waiting for to get the whole story and then I'm for it to it, so. be put together in, yeah. a, in a nice little package. Or some well, sort. no, I have them. I have the issues. Oh, I just need to you. pull them out and read them. Well, I have, I have too many comics anyway. Yeah. Too many. Too many. So All we right. are now. Next page. Uh, they decide they're going to liquefy him with their energy rep weapons. That does not go well for them. No, uh, the just, fight scene continues. Can he he just destroys them? To yeah, the and right. it's, it's it's kind of a cool artistic series of how his brain works to think of how to murder people in the most efficient <laughs> way. Yeah, a kick here, a punch. Is it a punch? Is he punch that person in the neck? Is that a? A neck punch or what is that? I don't even know. Just yeah. Using like strands of stuff. I just, it's crazy. <laughs> well, we're, we're to the next page. Should we stabbing things through people's skulls and breaking necks? Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's still so nineties. Yeah. Oh, very. Yeah. That's, it had a very, the, the overall feel. I was like, Oh man, I'm like, what? And it's moving so quick. It's like, Yeah. And then you get to the opening credits. (laughs) Yeah. And now we're to the credits. Okay. Um, And now you get to, hey, I'm just here to eat and people are begging off and Midnight are still taking out people. Mm -hmm. And he's basically, I've got this under control and they keep trying to murder him and he kills everybody and Matt 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 who's just there to eat finds this to be awesome so matt is a big fan of midnight or murdering everyone yeah okay and you're right credits so boom steve orlando aco 
ACO with Hugo Petrus on inks, uh, Fajardo Jr. on colors, Fletcher on letters, uh, ACO and Fajardo on the cover, and the Brian Hitch. Oh, that too. That did look okay. That makes total sense on the variant cover. That looked very uh, Hitchian, doesn't it, with all yeah. the weird movements and everything? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dave Wildgaz, assistant editor, um, got Chris Conroy editing and. Mark Doyle must be the group editor for all of everything. I guess they were the bat book. I don't know. Anyway, okay. must be. Well, now we're done. Yeah, it's over. And now it's, they're in that Boston. Was a great book. Oh, Wait, there's more. Bo- Wait, there's more. Oh, yeah, that did feel like it was the end, right? <laughs> it did. It felt like completion right well, there. Uh, and now he's in Boston at a pool hall. How did he get to Boston? I have no idea. I I'm lost. Me too, because we were just in Oakland. Yeah. He's in Boston. Okay, so he's in Boston. He was on a date in Oakland. Yeah. He murdered everyone. Yeah. His date is blind. And. Okay. Well, now he's in Boston eating, uh, looks like fish and chips. So he went to the wrong place. He should have come to Seattle. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I Um, mean, Boston has, I mean, they're on the coast. Could be cod. Well, he lets him know, um. Uh, deep fried dish is part of my master plan. I'm your true arch enemy. The guy's trying to threaten to kill Midnighter and it's food. Mm-hmm. He said, foiled again. I have accelerated healing. Okay. So we know a little bit. So, yeah. Okay. That's, that's good to know. Uh, then he asked if Apollo's coming out. And uh, he's like, no. Okay. So, no Apollo. Yeah. Something about, and he's drinking to that. It doesn't sound so good. Mm. And then we've got uh, the bartender says, women, men, the parts don't matter. Ask me. They're all crazy, brother. They don't know what they got when they got it. And Midnighter says, that's some real wisdom. You're some kind of ponytailed savant, Tony. Your wit's actually been twice as deadly as your fry oil. (laughs) (laughs) So... Yeah, I don't know. I felt I feel weird on that scene. I, this but, whole exchange, the, like the whole like, why is he in Boston? This whole entire. The, to me, if I was watching a movie, this would be runtime for or page count like on a book. Because like, why are we? None are of we this here? makes sense to me. Like, what's the buildup? Why well, we, we got disclosed one piece of information and we got dis- I guess uh, we were two. told that Apollo's not there. So two. Well, okay. no, that Tony's his arch enemy. He's trying to kill him with fry oil. That's the most yeah. important thing. But outside of that, no, I mean, like, yeah, but it didn't need to be. I, it, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, this is uh, we get to them playing pool and uh, he says this looks fun and shoots all the pool balls in with his magic computer brain. And uh, he calls them all dinosaurs and leaves. Yeah. And okay. And Tony's defending him. Okay. Well, that's cool. Again. It looked, all right. We're at, I, I don't <laughs> understand. I, and I, okay, and I, now, I like it. I just don't understand it. Well, now our friend and unnamed guy are on a second date. So, you know, if we're not going to name these characters, are we getting close to like uh, women in refrigerators territory here? Could be. Where the uh, where the <laughs> his date is just the the sex object for the story. 
yeah. purposes. Is he gonna? Is he gonna refrigerator this dude? Oh, he's not. <laughs> I don't think. I hope not. If I remember correctly, it doesn't go well. Them dating. Well, I mean, if if uh, Apollo comes back, then of course it's not gonna <laughs> not gonna end well for this dude. Apollo is <laughs> not the as much of the murdering type, though. I mean, well, he no, does, but, but I mean, no, like. Not. If if Apollo comes back and you know things things like get mended, this dude's out the door. See you later, bye bye. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we uh, anyway, we're here and we're in Moscow for a second date. He says, "Step into the door made of light in Oakland and step out in Moscow." This is like uh, just a Tuesday for you, so he's using the doors. Okay, so here. Okay. Okay. So was he on the space station murdering that lady? Well, I guess we'll find out. Maybe. Okay. And so uh, we see them returning from Moscow from their date. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're chatting and. Okay. They end up back in Oakland. Back in Oakland. His place. That's about it, right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. They got some time to kill. This is really moving. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, they go home. Yeah. Okay. Well, this looks different. So if if we're playing uh, NBA jams, the announcer would say things are heating up. (laughs) Shirts on fire. Definitely. (laughs) Okay. Oh, my God. We're showing gay men kissing in a comic book. Oh, call the police. It's call okay if it, the, call, it's a, call the comics code authority, Greg. It's okay if it's if it's anima anima porf, anima anima thor, anima, I can't even say the word anthropomorphic animal people, yeah. like like uh, um, well, we're horse it's cops. okay. <laughs> it's okay. Cops. So we're here. Okay. Um. Anyway, they're they're getting it on. So there we go. And we get a page of them kissing, and that's how sex ends, is kissing. And then we get to next page hours later. Because obviously this is a G-rated book, so we can't go yeah. past the kiss, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, all right, so it's 10.55 a.m., barely. I don't know. Hours later, and though. Midnight are sleeping on the floor. Because he's not used to beds. Ah, uh, doesn't like the beds. Okay, cool. He's an interesting guy. Eh, you know. He's Midnighter. Oh, we found out the other guy's name is Jason now. Oh, okay. He's got a name. He's not going to end up... He's not random sex object number one. Yeah. He is no, Jason. No, no, you, you can have a name and, and uh, end up in a refrigerator still. Uh, still... Yeah, it's sorry, Jason. Well, I don't I don't know if Jason, I don't remember if he ends up in a refrigerator. Okay, we'll find out. But it doesn't seem good. Yeah. Well, here we go. Okay, so. Midnighter, he's a fighter. (laughs) And he yeah, well, and now they get into some wordplay. Is your actual enhancement cynicism? And he says, no, I'm just well endowed while he's holding something behind his back seemingly going after Jason. So I'm not sure what's going on here. <laughs> I, I was say, stabs him in the neck. 
I need, I, we, we had a great two dates, but I need something from you. Yeah. That's kind of awkward too, is to like stab somebody without their consent. He's like, I know. Right. It's like, wait, around stabbing you, people. This is a little nuts. To me. <laughs> well, I thought no, we had it's a, a one way you see something that needs my attention. You can call me. So he says, and then Jason says, look, I saw you save people. The world you live in is insane. I respect what you do. I may be an IT guy blessed with infinite patience. But just so you know, this is the definition of coming on too strong. Yeah, or coming on strong. I, I would agree. Um, that That's a little... So, it's a little strong after one night to expect uh, somebody to GPS you or find you. Yeah. This is, you. Now, now this is Jason saying, whoa, 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 buddy. Um, we had fun and we were eating breakfast. Now you went too far. <laughs> you GPS yeah, like me. Inviting you for breakfast does not mean you get to stab me without my consent. Yeah. We can't. Um, I, I don't know if I want the, the GPS thing. <laughs> And now he's next page talking about Apollo again. Ugh, geez. He was my first. He's beautiful. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. <laughs> he's my first. He's beautiful. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, well, you know. He says he used to work for a woman called the Gardener. Is that who was in outer space? I don't know. We'll find out. Maybe. The Gardener. She was a delusional maniac with unwavering ability to rationalize collateral loss of life. I never liked her, but she's family. You can't pick your family. Indeed, you can. Um, and it wasn't just that I was, it was a fight. Okay. Well, anyway. Okay. And then everything went He has blue. to leave. He's got to go. I guess I that's how he stabs his people. And there, there's the gardener. Okay. So I was right. That's who it was. Uh, she called him to the God garden, which doesn't look so good. The God apparently garden. She, apparently she, the gardener can survive getting put into outer space. So that's uh -huh. pretty powerful. She's got powers. She's, she's got. I'm sure I must have known who this character was from reading old Image comics before, yeah. but it's been a long time, probably. Yeah. So uh, somebody broke the defensive shot and teleported her into space. Okay. Uh, uh, boom, well, boom, she boom. says she created the Midnighter, created you, your life, yeah. son. I told you. It's gone. I lied. It kept an origin <gasps> file. Everything I erased from you, your past was not gone. And someone walked out of here with Crap. it. So they know all about him. Wait. That is the making a pretty good villain. So yeah. the person with the fight computer in them now is going to get okay. And we're left on a cliffhanger, of course. I know. And, and honestly, we we're covering issue one. Like after we got to, after I got done reading this, I was like, oh, I want to read the next. Like I want to finish this. You know, well, like I want to keep going. You can keep reading. I mean, we could do a second issue if you want. I we might have to because it is it is interesting and intriguing enough. And if it's, we do it's that, only we're six... going to end up doing four or five issues. I think well, it's a six issue. Yeah, it's only six two. issues. So we'll 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 continue with this. We'll we'll finish off that one Wonder Woman. Uh, to to well, finish let's, off. Let's that. do our oh. six issues here, and then we will uh, do some Wonder Woman. Okay. We'll, we'll toggle so, back yeah, and we'll, forth. We'll we'll toggle back and forth, and then we'll and then we'll read some US one. And uh, you didn't you yeah. didn't say no, so I didn't say no yet. Yeah, you didn't say but, no yet. You, know, you blind us up with with several issues, but you know here we are with Midnighter. <laughs> so we're 
we are off and running. Um, it's, it's, it's very interesting. I like, I like what's going on here. I, I definitely feel like there's, there's a lot of different stuff that is got me wanting to find out more like as, you know, as somebody who I know about the other stuff, but I, I don't know about this story and I want to know about it. I want to read yeah. it. <laughs> well, we can read more. It, the comic books don't have to end. So Yay. we will read, we'll do one more of these next canceled. week. We'll do at least one more. How about <laughs> we just do these until we get bored of them? Uh, well, there's only six, so we'll probably, we'll probably finish them before we get bored. Uh, maybe. Oh, Dan, don't say that. I have read all of these. Are you going to say you're going to get bored before you're going to read number up to four? And then you're like, Greg, you don't want to read any more. They're just not, they're not fun. She's not saying no. Oh my what, gosh. What can, I, what can I say about this? I will, I'll keep going. Cause I did read the whole series the first time uh-huh. and it was intriguing. Yes. And I will just say, I don't like constant artist switches. Oh, is that something I'm going to be enjoying? Cause that is, if you click into issue two, cause I know you have it pulled up and look at the interior art. I don't think you're going to be enjoying it. I'm, I'm clicking into it right now. I could be wrong, but in contrast with the first book, Oh, wow. I felt, if I remember reading this, I sort of felt ripped off going from book one to go book two on the art. Does it continue to change every issue? <laughs> I don't re- I don't recall. Oh, don't tell me that. I, I can find out. Uh, ACO is back for issue three. You've got another artist for issue four. Cool. Uh, the issue four and issue five artists are the same. And then you've got ACO back in issue six. So ACO does three of the six issues. Okay. So you've got three artists in a six issue series. Sweet. And I hate it when they do that. But it gives you variety, man. And in issue four, we get an appearance of and five, uh, no other than Dick Grayson. Sweet. Is that Not to, bring, to spoil it for you. To bring you into... Uh, to the worst version of Dick Grayson ever. Written by... See, I like Tom King, but... Ugh. You're like, but... I love Nightwing. But... And Grayson, to me, was just stupid. Hmm. Well... We'll see. Oh, well... We're not going to read Grayson, so. Well, we're not going to read Grayson. Yes, we're not. No, we're, we're not. I just veto. You veto. Yeah. He, he so was... what did you think of the story, though, um, before oh. we critique the rest? I mean, we're, we're, I feel like we're leaving on a downer. What were your oh, high points there? High points. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the story. I liked the art. I thought that it was a great way to bring back uh, a character from uh, a 90s line into this this i guess like a six issue run and kind of give you a follow through um uh, you know of uh, where are they now or what's happening now with them because okay. uh, it 
if you like and they did do a series before this one the yeah yeah in the was it 2012 and then they did a series before that of midnighter and apollo i believe okay because i know like when when this stuff came out i don't just believe i read it okay you you read when when the stuff came out early early on like it was stuff that i had like thumb through and also too like i was one a poor college student but two just like it was just not something i like i, I just wasn't going to be bringing comic books home and have my grandparents look at me like one why did you buy this and then two what is this yeah well <laughs> so, they did a midnight or an apollo series after this one too yeah which, spoiler oh there's more on this one <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know if the other one was Midnighter and Apollo or just Midnighter, but there was a Midnighter series. There were two series before this, I know, with Midnighter featured. And then, yeah, you had a 2006 to 2008 Wildstorm. Okay. By Garth Ennis series. With Giffen, Keith Giffen as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did, Brian K. Vaughn. Did they tie in some of their other storylines from their previous books like i mean they kind of pull yeah and that, stuff like that. that's more in that universe i mean yeah. but look at listen to the lineup on this book like so uh, garth ennis keith giffen and brian k vaughn all wrote issues and chris sprouse was one of the lead artists on it and carl story wow so lots of legion ties here too yeah by the way um <laughs> but wow Definitely. yeah so i mean a lot of great artists uh in there yeah, I haven't, I haven't read that one in a long time. That was, I think, 2000, a long time ago. That's 2006. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, these characters keep popping up um, from time to time. So, yeah, I mean, there's there can be a lot of interesting stuff there. And, of course, you know, the difference is, though, Ennis is, it's interesting to go from Ennis to Giffen, right? Because... I feel like Ennis is going to write really dark, right? And then Giffen's oh, going to yeah. make everybody funny. So, right, I, or, or maybe not funny. Giffen can write some, some, you know, space. Well, op- Giffen, uh, admittedly, Giffen's written everything, right? Legion, space opera mm-hmm. stuff, uh, violence. I would Lobo, say right? it's like, going to be a lot yeah. more. Not, but Justice Blahaha Justice League, right? It's a little more lighthearted, dialogue or at heavy. least like well, a little more. It'll be friendly. dialogue heavy. Friendly. It'll be dialogue heavy too. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's anything. I, 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 yeah, it'll be dialogue heavy, which I don't mind. Right. Like mm-hmm. give me some story. I, I did feel like this, this first issue while introducing us to the character didn't do much to introduce us to the character. Yeah. Like there's a grand assumption that, you know, a lot about this character before you picked it up, which, which to me is, is hard because you, you have these short, so this did run 12 issues, not just six. Okay. Um, but when you have these short spurts, right? Appearance here, appearance here, appearance there. Um, there is some level setting you need to do in the front page of the book. So we do find out that he has like a kind of a computer brain kind of deal. We find out he has a relation to the gardener. We know he formerly dated Apollo. So I guess there was a lot there. But then like, I feel like some of the other depth you could have built to the character is like seven pages of a fighting. Yeah. Seven or eight. It's it just was, like one it giant, was a line giant chunk of fighting. Like I, I, I'm imagining the whole entire bar setup when they were in Boston was just to get you acclimated if you weren't with the fact that there was this Apollo character. 
that you should know the name in case Apollo comes up some point and that he is not there right now. <laughs> you know? Yep. But So, interesting story, and then and across the 12 issues, too, we have a lot of crossovers. Gotcha. So, Grayson shows up, Suicide Squad show up. Well, I mean, they have to tie, like, I mean, I, I'm assuming to tie this this book series into the rest of the book series that are there. If they're going to, I guess, but I could do without the Batman universe coming into the book all the time. Right. Like we already have Batman. I don't need Batman. But I mean, or Batman you don't light want, to come into the book. You don't want, you don't want, you don't want any of the, the Batman universe coming into the shadow book. I mean, to the Midnighter book. Yeah, you mean to the back? Yeah, not not honestly. No, like I think it would have been could have just stood alone to just let have any you tell the story. Yeah, but do you, I, I just don't think they're gonna. I don't think that they could do that because they think they're they, such they, a. I think they could do that. They, they choose not to. Yeah, they could do that, but they don't. Cho- they choose not to because they like to have everything tied together to to keep those. Uh, multi-line stories going i also realize that they have to sell comic books and part of selling comic books is cover appeal and character appeal and all Mm -hmm. of that so i mean i respect that aspect of it but i i mean from a character development standpoint it would have been nice to you know see the character develop over time um Mm -hmm. get some depth before you start having crossovers right and especially like if you're looking at sort of like Rorschach being Night Owl's sidekick and then you have the Batman and then Grayson shows up and you have like I don't know it just it just yeah it's it's too much for Dan is what I'm getting well it's it's more than what Dan wanted to see build build me a character and tell me a story um and if we're really if we're really gonna you know like Two, if we're going to get like, okay, so nominated for an award because a gay superhero shows up in a book, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I want, again, not upset with the approach of, you know, having a gay person be a person, right? And that their sexuality is just integrated into their personhood. Mm -hmm. I don't mind that piece, but let's actually, you know, have that superhero featured then without all of these pieces extra thrown in. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 No, I, and let's build the character first and then maybe, maybe none of these folks show up until after issue six or seven. Right. mm -hmm. Maybe we establish a villain or something. Yeah. Or there, yeah, there's a complete story arc that happens that, that makes its whole entire run. And then, it encapsulates and then it leads off with a cliffhanger where this character calls upon them for help or they call upon them for help. Like, you know, <laughs> like something or there's a interaction of some sort, but there doesn't need to be the interaction of all those characters throughout the storyline to, to muddy it up because it's almost like a, um, so many cameos and a best of 
one at this point, why do we even? What do you what need makes it? us even root for this guy, right? Yeah. Because you're like, oh, well, I mean, if you're if if you're not familiar with the character and all these other people keep showing up, then you're like, oh, well, why do I? Yeah. Someone or says who should show I root for? Mm-hmm. Might be a better question, right? Um. Yeah. So Cause anyway, because well, I like well, this person, so they're here now. A lot of questions left unanswered here. Yeah. Uh, but you know, first issue exploration maybe not the best choice for Pride Month, but you know, it's I, it's here. I don't. I think it. I, I. I think you. You brought something to the table with a good explanation as to why it was a good choice for the accolades that it got. Uh, for the representation that it has, but also for the for the reasons why you wish it had a better standing of representation. Yep. And I think that that right there makes so much more sense. I mean, like uh, from your perspective and uh, as someone who is going along the journey of this book series and having you guide me through this and hearing that it makes me ponder that question. Oh, if they did do, if they did take those things out, what would it do? It probably make it would make it a lot, probably better of us. It would make it a better story. It could you could see a lot of different storytelling happening, and maybe more enjoyable for somebody who needs that story. Yeah, no, you make a, you make some valid points. <laughs> well, we'll see. A little. I shouldn't critique. You know. You're- writers the, that are right award-winning writers eh, you, you know what though i mean they're they've they've done their they they've they've done their job they've written the story they've written other stories and if they they can't take the critique of a of, of two two friends on a podcast uh talking with one about, listener with one listener then well i don't know <laughs> you know it's a it's a hard it's a cold world out there and yeah <laughs> our our opinions are just that they're just opinions <laughs> well i guess your job then is to read the first uh, how many issues of this do we want to read it looks like oh i'm gonna read arc. them all oh you can read them all if you want to it looks and like i'm gonna story, talk about the, them with you in the depth. first story arc goes three issues and then we've got two issues with dick grayson so how far do you want to read in? Want to go for the first three? We'll see. And if, okay, uh, well, if, if all of a sudden I'm like, I want to, I, I want to go, I want to go further. Then you well, might, I, I, you okay. might have to, you might have to entertain that. I might have to entertain that. Okay. Well, I would say, uh, listeners, as we decide our show layout on the podcast, which is super professional. so professional. This we'll, is, we'll this is how we it. do it. We'll go through issue two and three. This and, is how uh, so we the next do couple of weeks, it. we'll do issue two and then issue three. And then maybe back to Wonder Woman for a quick minute. And then hitting up four, five, and six. Making maybe. Dan cringe the whole entire time. Maybe. It might happen. I'll reread them. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> I'll, re- so I'll reward I'll reread you. Them. I'll reread them just to see if a uh, story actually happens. If, uh, if we do, then, you know, maybe we'll read something really good like Karate Kid. 
or EUS1. Yeah. Afterwards, depending on how many people write in or message or whatever saying that well, they want... Well, I'll tell want... you what. I'll tell you what. <laughs> what? You put up a poll. Okay. I don't think there's a possibility anymore, but I could try. Okay. You can't put up a poll on, on Twitter? Oh, I think you can. Uh, Facebook, okay. they, they took that away. Yeah. Well, on Twitter. And I, I want you to put in uh, some options and go ahead and tag the uh, mothership in it. Okay. And uh, why don't you give them these options? Are you ready? Are you writing? Are you writing down? I I am not because I don't have a pen. I have That's unfortunate. Pen. Okay, I do. Okay. Okay. okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay, go. Here are your options. Are you ready? All right, I'm ready. US1, US high one. road trucking, number one. Okay. Karate Kid, number one. Uh, which one is the Aquaman where he gets his hand chewed off? Is that number four? Does he have it in a lobster trap and he chews it off to swim away? You've not read it, have you? I have not. A lobster. No. <laughs> Sorry. I believe it is. Uh, we'll look it up, but it'll be the Peter David Aquaman where Aquaman's hand is chewed off. No hand Aquaman. Okay. Yeah. No, hand off, man. And yeah, let's go those. And then um, for the heck of it. One, uh, one more for balance. Yeah. Well, okay. no, it's not really like for pack. balance. I think these are all pretty, pretty awful. Oh, yeah. Um, no. uh, you like Starlight Issue 2. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> that was, um, that's the. <laughs> Uh, how about, are you ready for this? Yes. Superman number 75. Superman. How could Superman be bad? That would be Superman volume two, number 75. If you don't know which issue that is, we can't be friends anymore. Dan. Are you really going to hold me to that that type of thing where you're going to be like, we can't be friends if you don't know what Superman volume two. I don't is? know. Maybe because I mean, it's the most infamous. It's maybe besides the Spider-Man clone saga, uh, the most infamous issue in all of comics history. If I if I don't know anything about this, you're gonna be like, "Oh, Greg." Oh. Yeah. Well, uh, I will. I'll the, give you, you a hint. If you, I'll, if I'll you, give you like a hint. the death of Superman isn't something yes. that I have like five of in my long box because I thought I was gonna make a mint on it. Yeah, you had to go look it up because I heard you clicking. So. What are you talking about? No, that was me playing with my fidget spinner because I have uh-huh. AD. That's right. I believe and you. I was using Not a pen to flick okay, the well, fidget spinner. Well, on that note, um, so Greg's going to put a poll up there, and uh, this poll may go up there before you listen to the podcast. So actually, no, I'll wait. I'll, I'll have him release the poll after the day we release this podcast. So oh. you'll have to remind me because I will forget. Oh, man, I already put the poll up. You did not. I did. I'm just joking. That is, that was the sound you heard, Dan. The clicking was you putting a, poll, a Facebook poll up. 
No. So you, you already put, okay. And you're going to need to get cover pictures for your poll, you know, so they can pick. You can only put one. one picture at a time, Dan. Don't you know how Twitter works? No, I don't. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'll make a, all, all I'll, I see is, all I see is the retro emporium pulling five, uh, videotapes, VCR tapes out of a VCR at the same time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or what it what was what was my fun my fun the, well, that was for VCR day. Well, we better wrap this up. Yeah, we had a long chat at the beginning. I think we got into the story. It's interesting, and you know, again, you know, a t- representation representation to each their own, though, right? Like, yeah, um, kind of questions. I guess I'll end with this thought. You know, is okay. just representation enough? Is just representation enough? Right. Like is, is just having representation enough, just having somebody out there or do you need the good storytelling, you know, the premiere, I should, I say premiere storytelling, um, you know, clear in-depth character analysis, right? Like, is that enough? But this seemed like a lot of violence and sex. I think that's that, that, not a lot of character. That question is definitely something for listeners to ponder because that's, I want to say that is something that uh, falls on each person. Yeah. Because each person is going to have a different, a different take on it, you know? Well, let's end it there. Yeah. I think. It's, it's funny book forensics we tore it apart and we're done so on that note greg thanks thank you for bringing and, this uh, yeah and that's all for this episode of funny book forensics brought to you by the spoiler verse where cthulhu gets killed by midnighter Whoa, Cthulhu is going to kill Midnighter, but Midnighter is going to kill Cthulhu because that's what Cthulhu... Wait, I don't... How... Would happen to Cthulhu and Cthulhu would die. Oh my gosh. Super brain computer. Whoa. And on that... That's it, folks. That's